Hello, it is Jen from I Am Jen Wilson and the Warrior Woman Project. Today's podcast guest is the amazing Jack Monroe. So I mentioned this in my wee introduction on the actual recording. I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am Podcast, where we explore who you are. And she's one of these people that you meet and I just fell in love with her. I was like, (gasps) I could talk to her all day, every day. You know, if I ever set up my commune, which I feel like... That day could be getting closer and closer. Um, she's somebody I would invite to come and live on the commune. For sure. Absolutely love it. So in this podcast, we're mostly talking about the law of attraction. Now, I have mixed feelings about the law of attraction. But the way that Jack explains and idealises it, if that's the right word, makes more sense. I never read The Secret because I found it a really difficult book to read. I just couldn't engage with it. I did watch the YouTube video and afterwards thought, what a shite. No offence to any of those people that are in it, but it just didn't speak to me. And I know that there's a lot of people that get benefit from it, but I just thought, mm, that love attraction stuff, it's a bit hokey pokey for me. It's Even for me, it's a bit too far out there with the woo-woo. But the way that Jack is Jack is explaining this and the way that she teaches law of attraction, there is more steps. So tune in and listen and let me know what you think because I'm always fascinated to hear people's opinions on things and like to hear their side of the story as well. So I need to stop saying so, so much. So, 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 so. <laughs> right. Listen, enjoy, give me your feedback. Remember, if you're listening to this and somebody else springs to mind, share it with them to allow them to hear it as well. And remember, if you don't already subscribe on any of the places that you can subscribe on, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, then please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Right, enjoy this one. Love you. Right, today I have, I am sitting in a room with Jack Monroe and I was introduced to Jack through my partner Chris who brought me to Jack to get some reflexology done and I remember that first day that I sat in this room and you were doing the reflexology and I was like, this woman's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she has just got so much knowledge. I would love to have her on my podcast but that must have been back about August time, I think it was. Yeah, very well ago now. Um, July, August time and at that point I wasn't recording any podcast so there was no point in even saying, do you want to be on my podcast because it was ages away and then you messaged me just after New Year and I was like, okay, I'm, could that be on your podcast? Like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> And we have been, we have, you have worked with me quite a lot yeah. between since that first reflexology. We've done quite a bit of tapping and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, your your world is reflexology and tapping. What other stuff do you do? I do my two main therapies. Although tapping something I do every day for myself, uh, and has always been part of my repertoire. It seems to become much more prevalent these days. So I'd say tapping and reflexology are two of my biggest things at the moment. But I do hypnotherapy as well, yep. which I do love. Um, and quite often I'll do tapping with hypnotherapy because it really helps. So I just, I do what my clients need me to do. Years ago, I was taught 
don't mix therapies, but of course as therapists we have to know what's appropriate for a client and what will actually help the client get their outcome. So I do find nowadays I'm doing things like retreat days because I find working longer with one client through a different set of therapies and approaches is really working really well. So like reflexology followed by hypnotherapy or tapping yep. because you're working, you're, you're kind of giving the physical body everything it needs to be safe, calm, centred and then you're going in and working I think more effectively and quicker on the higher realms with things like tapping. Uh, hypnotherapy through you know the emotional and, and mental body so yeah because I came for one of the retreat days that's right. I forgot about that until you mentioned it, it. <laughs> and it was really beneficial because like you say we did the reflexology and you got to really relax into it so when it came to doing the tapping stuff and then when we did the mind map stuff I was already relaxed in, in that space whereas if you just come for one part of that yeah, that's right, because we had a wee bit of coaching at the end of that as well, because yeah. you had some outcomes you wanted to do, that's right. So once we'd kind of removed some of the the physical relaxation, we kind of dealt with that and got you nice and relaxed. You were actually clearer about where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And that can be quite difficult to achieve ourselves. And I do love working longer with people because you're actually allowing them to, to nourish and nurture themselves physically. Which Yeah, and you made an Delicious soup. <laughs> I'm quite famous for my soups, actually. <laughs> it was so good. That's nice to hear. Do you also run workshops and do a bit of... Do you do lecturing at college? I, I used to lecture at college. I do. I teach privately now. Um, with colleges in Scotland, there's there's not a lot of demand for, for teaching because there's a lot of teachers that have been there for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I did bank lecturing at two or three colleges. So I teach privately now and I teach reflexology and a couple of other therapies. But I also do a lot of, sort of special interest workshops and I've actually really, I'm going to give you a scoop here. Ooh. I've just um, collaborated, just got a collaboration with the Women's Centre in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be renting out space there to do lots of workshops in the mm-hmm. coming year, including a menopause cafe, which will become that will very be Very soon. popular. Absolutely. So that will come people. very soon, hopefully in February. I'm just waiting for confirmation of dates and also um, things like my law attraction workshop, um, Reiki shares, meditation classes. So looking forward to doing more of that because I used to do it over in the East End and now I'm in the West End of Glasgow. I'm really looking to get back into community stuff. So watch this space. I'm so excited. (laughs) So before we started recording, we were talking a wee bit about the law of attraction and you teach it. Can I teach it. Well, I teach it and I, I, I live it. I, when I first discovered the law of attraction way back, way back in 2003, when mm-hmm. I started this kind of work. Was that through that famous book? Well, we, don't like. <laughs> we talked about the secret. <laughs> you know, for a lot of people, the secret's been a really important book. I just find as somebody who lives this and, and does it daily that it's oversimplified things. And I, think I didn't was, like it. I didn't like... And it was my introduction to the law of attraction. I don't yeah, like it. I didn't like the fact that it kind of oversold it and, and really didn't give people the tools to then manifest. Underdelivered, absolutely. So when I first got introduced to, to the law of attraction, it just seemed like, oh, just order what you want up from the, the universe. It's like Amazon Prime, you know? <laughs> and you're like, that's really funny, you know? But, and all these success stories... And then I was kind of doing learning tapping and I was looking at people like Carol Luke who does a lot of the law of attraction work and she was like, well, it's 
not quite that simple and yep. not that it needs to be complicated but it's a process like everything else mm-hmm. um so yeah one of the things i've taught over the years is law of attraction workshops because i use it daily in my daily life and as somebody who's self-employed keeping that flow of clients keeping that flow of money can be a challenge so it's easy to get into that poverty mentality so to keep the flow of that, it's actually you need to be really mindful, and the law of attraction helps me with that because it, you recognise when you're not in the flow, when you're not actually helping things to manifest themselves. Yeah. So that's been quite important for me as a person, and when I see it in other people and clients and friends, and you're like, well, what you focus on grows. If I constantly talk about the lack of money or the lack of clients or this month's been quite challenging, then that's what I get. <laughs> More of <Your> challenges. <laughs> um, so it's it, it's always been quite a good thing for me to to be aware of my own times when I'm out of flow and then to help people. So I put some steps together. I mean, they're not mine particularly. They're from a conglomeration of all the things I've learned over the years yeah. about how to make the law of attraction work for you. And it's not difficult, it is really simple, but it is a process. So the first thing that's really important is to know what you want. Now, we can all be like kids in a sweetie shop and going, oh, what, one of them, one of them, one of them. But knowing what you want can sometimes be harder than you think. So sitting down <laughs> and writing a list or just sitting daydreaming or just sitting imagining and wondering what it is you want the end result to be. So it could be a new job. It could be more social time it could be longer hair it could be less pain in your body it could be anything at all but you need to be specific about what it is that you want and it can be really really interesting to sit down and write or draw or whatever what I want because quite often you don't know what you want or quite often what you want isn't what you think you want yeah I did that one before I met Chris did you? Yeah, I used that to... Did you manifest them? I manifested them. Fantastic. Yes, because I, I had a conversation with one of my friends and I was I was really happy being single. And I was like, I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want the next thing. She was like, well, if you were to have somebody, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Go and write a list and write all this stuff. And I'd read a, a book, Tosha Silver. Oh, right, yeah. Um, outrageous something. And she had said about a list to write about who you are within the relationship, what the relationship looks like. So I thought... I'll just try it and see. It's not going to happen anyway. <laughs> so I did go for for tea with a couple of guys first and after I'd been for... They had met quite a lot of the list, but then there was things that they presented with. So I was yeah. like, oh, that has to be something that I don't want to include. It. Put the opposite in yeah. of what I do want from that to be. And then there came Chris. I think that's <laughs> a really important thing, though, is to adapt it as you go along. Yes. And realise... When more stuff comes yeah. up, that you go, oh, actually, no, no I don't want that's that. That's not acceptable or whatever. And it's so easy to write a list of what you don't want. That's oh, yeah. super easy. But the law of attraction really needs you to know what you do want. So when you started putting those other things on, and then Chris ticked those buttons, so, yeah. wow, amazing. <laughs> well done. Even down to the dimples. Really? <laughs> Fantastic. Down to your blue eyes and dimples. Oh, <laughs> Exactly, be specific. Don't yeah. hold anything back. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. The next step would be to visualise it. To sit and imagine, and, and not everyone imagines things in a visual way. Some people feel them. Some people um, can can see them in their mind's eyes. Some people can just have a knowing about them. 
But that way that you would pretend that you knew what something felt like or looked like, we might not have all been to the Maldives, but we can pretend what it might be like to be there. Yeah. We've not all, you know, skied down a hill and jumped off one of those big jumps we see in TV, but we can imagine what that might feel like. We feel sick just thinking about it. <laughs> Maybe we think of that show where the person broke their back or something, didn't she? So visualising is really important and to hold that picture in your head is really important or in your anywhere in your body. I'm saying in your head, it could be in your heart centre, it could be anywhere in your body because remember cells have memories as well. Mm. Cells have the ability to think and feel and act usually in cooperation with the other cells but there is that cohesion when we visualise it and we hold that image of what we want to be, achieve or become. Um, another really good way of making that, it's very similar to how we learn in this country. Um, I don't know about you, when I was at uni, even if something was given a handout, I would still write, take notes, I'd still write Absolutely, down. Absolutely, I need to write things down, yeah. Because the act of writing it down, is there's a process in the body and the, and the mental processes that, that embeds it more in our yeah. memory. For some people, everyone learns differently. So writing it down, but writing it down doesn't need to be in words, and it doesn't need to be a list, it doesn't need to be... Um, even written, it could be drawn, it could be a collage, and that's why vision boards are so important yeah. when we do vision boarding. Um, it's really important to be able to specify what it will actually look, see, feel, and experience like. So draw a mind map, draw a picture, um, do a vision board, cut things out, write words down, write a list, or just write random words down yeah. that means something to you and I went years ago I went to um, somebody's office and they had this board and, and she had banned words on the board of what you weren't allowed to say and I was like but you do realise you're bringing that energy into the room by putting them up on the board so be careful not to put down not dark haired yeah. you know um, not less than £15,000 a year you know we actually want to put what we yeah. want down there. Because the universe doesn't really recognise that word don't or not. Not at all. Fast, they don't think of a pink elephant. What's the first thing you think of? <laughs> <Get> the pink, <laughs> yeah, the pink <laughs> elephant. Think of an elephant and don't think of a pink one. You know, yeah. oh! <laughs> Suddenly you can't think any other colour, exactly. Um, and another thing which is really interesting when you write it down is somewhere on that piece of paper or that you know collage, right, or better. Because the universe is infinite but as human beings we are not yet infinite in our mental processes yes. so if we were imagining things we might not be able to imagine what it's like to live in an alien mansion it doesn't mean to say it's not possible for us yeah so if we write or better on there somewhere as well mm -hmm. it means that we're opening up to the things that we're not yet, yet able to imagine or visualize yeah next step this is a biggie for me. And this is kind of the reason that I got in touch with you because I feel like I've been seeing this a lot this year. Take action. Now, it's great if, if the universe was this big superstore that we could just order things out of. And in a way it is. But just as you order something, even if it's so simple these days to go into an app and order something that it comes in the same day, you still have to open your app. You have to pick your phone up. You have yeah. to open your app. You have to go to the product. Yeah. You have to choose that. You have to pay. You either have to put your credit card or your PayPal in. 
then you have to confirm it, you check your email that it's been sent, and then you're like, oh great, it's coming between three and five tonight, oh, I'm going to be in, oh no, I'm not, I'll just tell them to take it to the neighbours. All of that is small, consistent actions. Yeah. It's maybe easy peasy, but you still had to do something. Yeah. So every time you're confronted with an opportunity to do something that will influence the goal or the outcome or what it is that you want to manifest, you have to take action. Yeah. So if you're losing weight or you want to lose weight or be a different weight from what you are or put on weight and you get confronted with some kind of food stuff, you have to decide what action am I going to take? How does that support my outcome? If you want a new job, guess what? You're going to have to look at the wanted ads. You're going to have to fill in an application. You're going to have to speak to people <laughs> about how that might be something that, yeah. that they can do, that you can interact with. It's not just a case of going, yeah, universe, I'd like a new job. I'd like it to be 45 grand, come in a car, uh, and I'd like it next Tuesday. Oh, and it has to be like 10 yards from my front door. <sighs> Those things are all possible and you can certainly put them down on your list. There's nobody said you can't do that. But what you can't do is expect that to just turn up. Yeah, without having yeah. taken action. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, people think taking action needs to be, a, or people quite often think taking action needs to be a big thing. It doesn't. It's small, consistent actions. Every time you get an opportunity to get yourself towards your goal, take the action that fully supports you to do that. Yeah. And you're investing in yourself then. You're telling yourself, I'm invested in this outcome just as much as the universe is. That supercharges your manifesting. Yeah. It gets you there quicker. Do you think it's beneficial to tell other people? So if you're wanting a job or you're wanting something in particular, like if you're having that conversation with other people that might be a connection to something else or not? Well, one of the things I would say is watch your language, watch your speech. So when you are, you might not want to tell your boss you're looking for another job. You might not want to tell all your friends you're trying to lose weight or have a baby or what those things might be important to you. But personal. But when you're talking and when you're engaging with other people and when you're saying those words, you need to be engaged in your own outcomes. So if somebody says to you, oh, you've got hundreds of time to have a baby, don't just glibly agree because that's what's socially acceptable. Back into your own power Visualise what it was in your outcome and say, well, actually, I'm actually trying just now, or actually, that's not the case for me, or actually, yeah, that's right, I have all the time in the world to get the outcome that I want. So you have to be congruent with yourself and your own language and your own manifestations. Otherwise, you're not confirming what it is that you want to... If you, if you start being wishy-washy and agreeing with other people so it depends on the goal it depends on the outcome yes you should all so when I stopped talking about having no money but two years ago <laughs> oh I can't come out for coffee I've got no money and so when I was like this is driving me nuts you need to stop talking about this yeah and I, I consciously stopped talking about my lack of money I consciously stopped talking about how dear my rent was um I consciously stopped talking about my car breaking down and needing money for repairs. Now, all of those things are still true in certain ways, but I deal with them differently. And when I stopped talking about them and said, oh, I've got plenty of time to find money to repair my car. Oh, there's plenty of money in the universe and 
my share comes to me easily. When I'm saying those kind of things and talking those ways or just not putting that energy out there. Yeah. Would you like to come for coffee? Oh, actually, I can't make it just now, but maybe I could do next Wednesday. So the outcome's the same, but the energy of that lack isn't coming out. Yeah. Oh, I can't come out this week because I've no money, but next Wednesday I'll have been paid so I could meet you then. That yeah. would be amazing. That is the same outcome, but you're not putting that energy of lack out there. So you're not creating more like. So it can be depending on what it is that you're wanting to achieve, yes. Not just sharing it with other people, but also constantly sharing it with yourself and constantly being aware of what you're putting out there. Yeah. Really important. Should there be timelines on them? Well, it depends on what your outcome is because, yeah, absolutely. You could say, I want this by such and such or I want this. The trouble is, it's a great book we had to read at uni and I, did, I never read it. I dipped in and out. <laughs> by a guy called Ted Kapchik and it's called The Web That Has No Weaver and that's a really good analogy for me because we're all kind of in a web that's been woven by the universal forces um, there's incidents and in, in opportunities and potentials that we don't know exist that are happening right now that are going to we're all going to collide or coincide at some time yeah. we all happen to be in my uni class at the same time you all happen to be in your yoga training class at the same time yeah. What brought us all there at that same time? It was it was ideas and information that, that went weeks, months, years before. So the timeline isn't always within our control. Yeah. And I think as humans, we sometimes find that really frustrating. That as much as we'd like to... There's an old saying that said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> because... <laughs> There's only so much we can plan, and that's one of the things that's really important is another step in the law of attraction is let it go. Mm. Let it go. When you order something online, you assume it's going to be here Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Yeah. And you don't think, oh, I'm just packed it yet. Do I think the guy's picked it? Oh, what if he's not picked it yet? Oh, what if it's not in that wee bin waiting for somebody to pick up? I wonder if they scanned it yet. If they put it in a box, oh, I wonder if the box, is the box going to be at 3 o'clock? We don't think about any of those things. Most of us don't think about any of those things. Most of us just assume that somebody's getting on with it somewhere. Yeah. We don't really give it that much thought. We're not really that aware of how it happens. We're just like, there it is, Tuesday at 2 o'clock, it's here, it's amazing. <laughs> so from that point of view, letting it go and not being too invested in the hows, the wheres, the whys and the what fors is really important as well. Because otherwise... That's kind of when ego comes into it a wee bit. When we try to control things, we have no business control. Yeah. So by all means, set yourself an outcome. If it's like, I need a new job by the kids going back to school. Or I need a new house by the time the baby arrives. Moving out more, Exactly. <laughs> the time I saw more moving out. Exactly. There could be time frames that you want to build in. But yeah. one of the, if there isn't a specific time frame for a reason... One of the most important things is just to let it go and let it happen. As and when, and the more you consistently take those small actions and speak in a supportive way to your outcome, the quicker it'll happen. So the small actions, would you consider them as, a, if you're somebody who likes to goal set and plan things, would those action points fall into that? Yeah, I'm actually a member of a group called The 100 Day Goal, which is a business group um, based... It's based in Australia, actually, but it's a, an Englishman that runs it. 
And what you do is you take 100 days to do a business goal, or it could be a personal goal, and then you break that down into micro actions. Yep. And the micro action list, when I first started about four or five years ago, I think had 100 micro actions on it. And you have to do a minimum of three a day. Sorry, a maximum of three a day. Um, and now it's got something like 136. So they've kind of crept up because people are learning as you go. Yep. Taking small steps every day is really powerful because we notice it less, but it's more powerful in the long run. Yeah. Um, anyone who's ever had a deadline and left it till midnight the night before. <laughs> to every do, student in the world. Yeah, to do six <laughs> months of work in one night. Um, anyone who, even, you know, you've got somebody visiting and you're like, oh, I must tidy up. And you're like, oh my God. The doorbell rings. <laughs> Ten minutes and you just put the hoover away. <laughs> like, oh, so we've all done that. We're all we're all capable of doing yep. that, and that is one of the great things about human nature. We're so adaptable. But this, for me, the small, consistent steps, and the more we break things down into small, bite-sized, achievable chunks. This has been proved in academia. It's been proved in things like weight management, in strength and conditioning training, yep. um, in lots of different ways, especially in the business world. When we when we do things like um, project management, particularly when we break things down into small, sizable chunks, not only are we easier able to achieve them, but we get a sense of achievement much quicker, and therefore that builds our motivation and our sense of satisfaction. And for the most part, humans are achievement out driven. We like yeah. to know that we've done you like something. To that to yeah. do list all the ticks next to it so you can Absolutely. pat yourself in the head. Absolutely. So you're letting go then of the overall outcome but just being aware of the steps exactly. to take you in the direction you're of let, you you know what your outcome is as in I want a new job, I want a new house, I want to be pain free, I yeah. want to be stronger. But how that happens is entirely up to the universe unless you put specific steps in place. So, for example, um, if you say, hey, oh, I need money, I actually was manifested by somebody once. So a friend of mine ran a therapy centre. Well, perhaps once that I know of specifically. <laughs> a friend of mine ran a therapy centre and he had a communal bill that had come up and they'd like, not argued about it, but they queried it and this had gone on and they were told, like, pay it by Monday or there's going to be penalties. And it was £400, it was £389. And that's quite a lot of money for a small business to find, sort of, for a weekend. Anything, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got round costs and whatnot. So on the Friday night, um, him and the, the, one of the girls that helped him manage the centre, they did a meditation group, which was the normal monthly one. But they did a crystal grid at the end and said, right, we need £400 by Monday. Now, like a lot of people in our line of work, we do the work and then we become very human again. So they did all this, and we're like, that's amazing. Oh, I was out there in space, I was getting great vibes back. I just feel the universe is on our side. And then afterwards, she said to him, do you think that'll work? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, we've put it out there, it'll need to. So I had been going up, that was on the Friday night, and I'd been up on the Saturday. And for some reason, I, I was rented the room open once a month for five months. And for some reason... I took two months of payment out and I thought, I'll just give him this month and next month. So I went up to see him and I was like, how are you doing? We're, you know, getting set up for people arriving. And I said, listen, before I forget, here's the payment for this month and I've brought next month as well. I hope that's okay. And he said, oh, that's amazing because I've got a big bill I've got to pay. 
And I just turned around and for some odd range of reason and said to him, do you need the whole lot then? And he said, well, how much would that be? And I said, well, if I paid you for all five months, that would be £400. And he burst out laughing and he went, can you do that? I said, it's in my bank. I'll go afterwards if you come to bank me. I'll, yeah. I'll get the other 260 whatever it is I've given him, 240 And uh, he's like, oh, that would be amazing. So I was like, okay. So after we'd finished, I'd taught all day and he'd been doing uh, clients. So he, he drove me back to my car and we stopped at the bank machine that gave him. He said, before you go, I need to tell you something. I manifested this last night and I was like, I don't know if I can make £400 by Monday. And it's only Saturday and I've made it. And I was like, oh my God, you manifested me. <laughs> so you have to be specific about what you want, but not how it comes to you. Yeah. Because if he said it has to come from clients, or if it has to come from product sales, you know, sales or retail yep, or yep, whatever. Yep. And if we don't want to accept something from a certain source, um, going back to when I learned, uh, we were talking a little bit when I learned tapping, there was a girl that was tapping away and she'd wanted funding for her therapy business and wasn't getting in the banks and wasn't getting angel investors and just kept hitting these brick walls. And then they did a bit, the the teacher took her up and did a bit of tap and, and as he tapped out it turned out she didn't want money that wasn't ethical and it was really important to her to have ethical money now she went to the banks she went to the banks <laughs> she, would, she actually chose her banks because she went yeah. to different banks that she she, yeah, she well, looks at cooperative and all that yeah. but once that block was removed and she realized she could get money from an ethical source but there's so many ethical sources yeah she now knew where to look she actually was up and running within a matter of weeks. Mm. So we need to be quite specific about what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. So if you say, oh, I'd love £150,000, that would solve all my problems. And your partner's insured for £150,000. <laughs> and then they die and you get their insurance money. Is that really what you wanted? Now, yeah. I mean, that's extreme, of course it is. Yeah. But what I'm saying is be specific to a certain extent. Or better. So I would so like please this... don't manifest that your partner is bumped off for that exactly. hundred fifty. It's, it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> please say, well, I need X, Y, and Z through my own endeavours, my own hard work, my own contacts, my own social connections, or better. Because if we win the lottery, we're not going to say no. But be aware that if you don't tie it down and money comes to you or abundance comes to you or offer job opportunity well yeah that's my dream job but it's in Australia well you didn't say you didn't want it to be in Australia <laughs> it needs to be within Europe or it needs to be within Britain or yeah. it needs to be within Scotland or it needs to be within Glasgow those things will help you to get the right opportunities and the right things and not turning down things that are almost there but not there yeah like turning down your two guys before Chris turned yeah. up. <laughs> There's one other concept I'd really like to talk about because it's one that really challenged me. And that's a Taoist concept called Wu Wei. Wu Wei. And it's the it's the, the concept of non action. Now I'm not a very good I'm not a very patient person. I am I'm getting not, way better, but I'm, I'm certainly not historically think, not patient. Yeah, so I'm a, my so nature. I discovered Wu Wei years ago through a wee book called um what was it called now? It was written by Stuart Wright, who's now passed away, who's a kind of contemporary of uh, David Icke. So he was quite out there. 
um, silent power it's called and it teaches you how to take words from people how to start doing your intuition and your sort of reading people's energy and things like that it's a great wee book it's a tiny wee pocket book but it's a great wee book and in that it had the principle of wu wei and when I read it I'm like you're crazy Stuart this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and it's that kind of thing. And the way that I describe it to people, because it's a concept that I really took to heart, that imagine you've been shipwrecked and you're in the ocean and, you know, the, the liner's just ahead of you and it's sunk. And you're like, oh, my God. But you can see a wee island probably about a good few miles ahead of you. But you're like, right, that's it. I'm going to focus on the island. I'm just going to swim there. And you start swimming and you start swimming and it's, you're like, I'm never going to get there. But actually, if you had taken the time to tread water for just a minute and looked 360 degrees round you, yeah. you'd have found you were within paddle distance from the beach. <laughs> yeah. But you're so focused on one outcome that you're not aware of the other ones. Yeah. And actually through non-action, you get a way bigger perspective in certain situations, not in every yeah. situation. So if the job, if the the baby, if the new relationship, if the new house, if the, you know, the pain-free, if the mobility, all of all those things aren't happening for you, it may be because not everything is in the right place just yet. Yeah. And waiting for that to be the case can be quite trying in a metaphysical way because if we put a chicken in the oven to cook or a nut roast for the vegetarians in the <laughs> oven to cook, we expect it to take a certain amount of time. Yeah. We're like, oh, what does the recipe say? All right, one hour, 45 minutes. We don't go up at 75 minutes and go, oh, my God, why is it not ready? Yeah. I really want to eat it now. Because it wouldn't be right, it wouldn't be nice, it wouldn't taste good, it wouldn't nourish us in the same way, we wouldn't enjoy it. Yet when we order things from the universe, we're like, well, why is it not here yet? Yeah. The secret told me I could order it and it would be here the next day. <laughs> All those people that had those success stories, what was that about? Yeah. So, from that point of view, the concept of non-action, and that non-action is action. Yeah. And when I used to teach in the college and folks say, I've got nothing to say, my client didn't tell me anything. Well, tell me that. Yeah. Telling me that nothing happened is still telling me something. Because yeah, I talk about that non-action, it's like purposeful um, procrastination. Yeah. That sometimes you do just need to wait to make sure that everything is right, but knowing the difference when <laughs> not just procrastinating not just procrastinating because one of the things that I talk about is it took me four months to record a 37 second video for my wow. website and I was like that was not purposeful procrastination that was me pissing about <laughs> <laughs> that was avoidance <laughs> total avoidance so it's, it's understanding I just need a minute to take a step back and check check the full 360 yeah exactly and also clearly at that point other things were pulling your attention um, yet when it came to do it, it was probably the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. It was probably in your 30s, it probably took you less than that nonsense. <laughs> Getting in the way. <laughs> and that's the thing, it is knowing the difference between those two things. And we ways quite often described as action without action yep. and doing without doing. And you're like, well, how do I do without doing? Taking action can sometimes be sitting waiting for the the right time, the right moment, the right Waiting experience. Waiting for the delivery to get delivered. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're not willing to do that, then you're missing a step. Yeah. You're missing a step. And probably the last point I want to make, just something that I find quite interesting, especially with colleagues, especially with people that are in this line of work. 
who in my opinion should know better that's a terrible thing to say but <laughs> and I'm guilty of it myself I have to say that not so much now but in the past I have been where that thing is oh I'll just leave it up to the universe I'll see what the universe has in store for me but the universe as we've said before can be a huge big superstore of manifestation yeah. every potential every opportunity every experience exists in the universe if we allow it to but it isn't just something that will randomly well if you don't ask for things that will randomly start sending you other things you know yeah. and there's some people have you ever met those people in life you're like if they hadn't if they didn't have bad luck they've had no luck yeah <laughs> um it's really interesting how things keep getting sent to us yeah and we think there's a lesson in everything and that's just not the case we think there's a gift in everything and that's just not the case some things are just circumstances some things are just somebody else's drama that you happen to get caught up in. Mm. So we have to understand that the universe is an amazing concept. It's an amazing it's not a thing, but it's you know it's an amazing uh, way that we can interact with each other as human beings, with the, the universal consciousness, with our own consciousness, because we are spiritual beings having a human experience, you know? Yeah. And that might be cliched, but it's so true. And if we take ourselves sometimes out of that physical world into the spiritual realms and realise that there is order there too, that we have to be active and proactive there as well, unless we're doing way away when we're inactive. But <laughs> it's not. It's just not enough to just hope that the universe will look after us. Yeah. Well, well, but not necessarily in the way we want it to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you put out there that oh, I'm just going to wait and see what the universe has in the door for me, the chances are it's not what you want. The chances are it's not what you've not put your, you. not created your list or your exactly. And it'll take. Do you think it takes action on what your previous actions have been? Yes, not? I think so. Definitely, I think it's um, it can be a cumulative effect. So I think the more in your own flow that you are, the more that you're in your own um, beliefs, manifestations and all of that energies, then sometimes the easier and quicker things are to come to you because you're more adept at it. And if we get out of our own flow, that's absolutely fine. We can get back into it whenever we want. I don't think it's if you if you've not been in the flow, you suddenly get, well, yes, it's your first time you're not getting what you want. You know, I don't think there's any kind of judgment or punishment in there. But I think, the, like anything, the more we do it, I think the easier it becomes. Yeah. Which is sometimes why it's difficult to then wait when you're like, oh, I'm going to manifest this and I'm going to manifest that. Yeah. And it's really, it's amazing. And this is, you know, I'm in my flow. And then you don't get what you want. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. And our automatic thing as humans is, oh, what did I do wrong? Yeah. But it's just not the right time. Mm -hmm. So you just need to... Which other things need to be put in. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. What do you think's going on for those people that just have the continual bad luck? I think there's a, I think sometimes our aura can, I mean, I certainly know after my divorce, for example, my aura was toxic because I had been mixed up in a drama that I'd helped to create and I wasn't serving myself, I wasn't serving the manager and I wasn't serving his energies either. So all of that kind of one-upmanship, that kind of competition, that kind of hurt and rejection, that kind of pushing somebody away, pulling them close, you know, that starts to mess with your energy. And I think sometimes people have uh, an experience or experiences throughout life that kind of teaches them that 
they don't deserve more or they're not worthy of more or they're kind of in this cycle of well I'm I'm the one that's always got bad luck or you know and I think inadvertently we can create an energy that we're not create as in being responsible for it but we can get into a belief system and that like attracts like so exactly with other stuff that's maybe not the right word but you maybe end up around other people that have exactly. a similar belief cycle a few years ago maybe three or four years ago I went to a talk by a chap called Padjuf over at the I think it was in, in the Hilton or something in Glasgow and he is a we say a disciple, maybe that's the wrong a mentee of Anthony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um and he was just so enthusiastic. He was a, a lovely young guy and he just seemed to be such in his own flow. He just radiated, you know, enthusiasm and energy. And he said, um, hands up here who who would like to earn more money. So we all put our hands up and he said, write down what your ideal salary a year would be. So my friend sitting next to me wrote 20,000 and I wrote 30,000 and I'm like, huh, I'm up <laughs> new. And then he said to us, okay, so how does it feel? And I was like, 30,000, you know, I'm be quite, you know, I don't want to be greedy. 30,000 would do me. And he said, right, put a zero on the end of that and how does that feel? And I'm like, well, that feels great. And he's like, so why didn't you do it in the first place then? You know, like, okay, uh, right, okay. And he said, if you have nine friends who are skint, you're the tenth one. If you have nine friends who are gossips, you're the tenth one. If you have nine friends who are judgmental, you're the tenth one. And I was like, wow, actually. So it can be really, and I'm not saying that people that have got bad luck are, are responsible for it, far from that. But what I'm saying is sometimes we're in an energy where we don't realize that we're actually able to change things. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everyone can suddenly turn their fortune around. Of course, that's always possible. But again, it takes time, it takes commitment, it takes action. It takes awareness as well. Absolutely. And if you're not aware that you're even able to change these things, it can be so easy to keep, because you keep those people around you, you keep those experiences around you. You believe, you start to believe that that's all that life has to offer you. So you don't see the other opportunities. So... I think it can be quite difficult when people are stuck, which is what you and I do in our work, is help people break those cycles, help people see those things yeah. that they're maybe not seeing. And a really good thing to to remember is to always give yourself the advice you give your best friend in any situation. Sometimes I slap myself, though. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Shut up, Jane. Stop being such a know at all. <laughs> It can be really interesting when we look at that, though, because we are way harder on ourselves than yeah. we would be on other people, yeah. especially our best friends. And we can see our best friends being quite destructive or quite stubborn or cutting their nose off to spite their face, but still support them and go, well, you know, I can understand that. I'm going to let you be in this energy, but have you thought of perhaps doing this? Yeah. But we do it gently. We do it slowly we do it in a way that supports them but doesn't undermine them but ourselves we're like well if you were just less stupid and judgmental then you would get and so we can be quite harsh to ourselves <laughs> but that self-awareness is a big thing yeah definitely definitely because yeah, you don't know what you don't know absolutely and that's a good thing you don't know what you don't know but also once you know something it's you can't unknow it so it, those tiny wee bits of information, like I can manifest, I can change, my behaviours can change. It's harder to do, it's not harder, it takes longer to do, but your personality can change. Mm. My personality now 
the person I am now is not the person I was 20 years ago. And I don't like that person. And I didn't like her then. I just didn't know I didn't like her. Because yeah. I was so busy being sanctimonious and judgmental and superior because I was scared and frightened and rejected. Yeah. That once I became aware of that, then it was easy to go, okay, if you don't like this, change it. Yeah. But not knowing that that was part of my abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. My life coach, when I spoke my husband, my life, I had a life coach. It was very, very forward thinking. <laughs> and uh, she said to me, one of the questions she asked me in her first session is, well, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I looked at her as if she was mad, going, what kind of question is that? Right, of course. Who wants to be happy? <laughs> Surely being right makes you happy. And I realise now that that is totally not the case. But back then... And she told me it's something that's really changed my life, and this definitely comes into the law of attraction. She said to me, but you had a choice. I'm like, no, no, you're not listening. <laughs> Let me explain it again to you. <laughs> that this was happening and that was happening, and the next thing was happening. You, you, I couldn't control any of those things. She said, no, but you had a choice of how you reacted to those things. And I was like, oh, I feel sorry for this poor girl. She's not understanding me at all. <laughs> I said, no. For the fourth time, let me explain it to you again. And she said, let me explain to you. You have a choice every minute of every day. Yep. And if she'd got up and hit me over the face with a wet fish, I'd been less surprised. I just kind of looked at her and was like, I think I need to leave. Because <laughs> so, you're not listening to me. It's <laughs> like, now I have to listen to you. That's, that's quite so. That's ouchy. So, yeah, the law of attraction can be an amazing thing. But like everything else, and we don't really get this in the Western society, like Ayurveda, you know, like Chinese medicine, like all these like anthroposophical medicine, these are all ways of life. They're not mm. just systems. Yeah. Yes, we can have a lovely Ayurvedic massage with beautiful aspects of that, but we're not living an Ayurvedic life. Yeah. We can go and have a traditional Chinese medicine, which is how I do my um, reflexology, um, from the principles of that, and that's how I would assess a client, and that's how I would advise and treat a client. But they're not living a, a traditional Chinese medicine life, yeah. where we would prescribe most often in China or in Chinese medicine lifestyle changes rather than medication. Yeah. Um, we don't. We don't. We want a quick fix in the, the Western world, but the law of attraction has these beautiful opportunities to take small, consistent actions every single day take small steps and you can get to wherever you want to be yeah. literally wherever you want to be and that can be quite scary for us <laughs> <laughs> you've got to start somewhere yeah start small so many people are scared of that achievement and that success oh, absolutely because yeah. it then takes them out of that comfort zone of what they know whether that's being a failure or we're just being okay constantly told we're afraid of failure but we're not we fail every day and every week we set ourselves up for failure and we continually fail and we're so comfortable with that and in tiny ways yep. not not about like not recording your uh, video for your audio for, yep. for four months that's consistent failures now failures are quite an emotive word but we literally set ourselves up to do that it's a choice it's a conscious choice so we understand that and we're not afraid of that yeah what we are afraid of if we get it right and we are successful can i do it again tomorrow but the good thing is about letting it go with the, the law of attraction. It's no matter. Tomorrow will take care of itself. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So live for today. Be in the moment. Yep. And then when tomorrow comes, do it all over again. 
and then the next day do it all over again. And for every day that you continue to keep doing these small consistent actions, believing in yourself, writing it down, honing what you want, um, expecting the outcome, visualising it, continually using language that supports that, and when you need to, just sit and wait for the time to be right. It's amazing. And start small. I, um, I, I love yellow. love the colour yellow. And my friend told me the story once about, she'd been said, oh, you know, if you want to attract ones, make sure when you go home you see a yellow car. And she'd seen a yellow car. I was like, oh, no, that was a van. I, I need a car. So then 10 minutes later she's in a yellow car. And I really took on to this. And I'm like, okay, yellow cars are going to be my thing. And uh, going up to Aberdeen last a couple of months ago, um, and I had quite a lot of um, arrangements, quite a lot of hotels, different places that I was teaching, different people's houses I was going to. So there was quite a lot going through my head, and I'm like, I just need to be in the flow. I just need to be in the flow. So I was doing my affirmations in the car, and I was, you know, re repeating the outcomes that I wanted to. Everything flows with ease, and I'm at ease with everything in my life. And uh, I saw a yellow car, and every time I see a yellow car, I'd be like, oh, thank you. By the time I got from Glasgow to Perth, I'd seen 24 different yellow vehicles. Taxis? I mean, how many yellow taxis do you see? Not many these days. Buses? Minibuses? Yeah. Coaches? Cars? I was like, okay, I think I'm in the flow. Because <laughs> yellow, yellow used to be a really popular car colour, but I don't think no, that it is. I think it's getting more popular, but I think, yeah, for yeah. a long time you had to pay extra for it. So start small. If you want to see if this works, just say, okay. At some point today, I want to see a yellow car. At some point today, I want to see a, a, a blue bus. I want to see something that's not common, but you can actually, and then let it happen. Yeah. Put it out there, let it happen. Start small and trust yourself when they start to come along. Oh, it wasn't completely yellow, it was kind of a gold colour. <laughs> Be more specific. <laughs> I want to see a bright yellow car, you know, yeah. and start to play about with it. Have fun with it. Yeah, yeah it's really important to have fun with it take a lot of life seriously so have fun with it but be as big and as venturous as you want to be yeah if you want to live in a mansion in Bel Air who says you can't get up down on a mind map draw a picture Whatever. I remember when I wanted to drive a Lamborghini I started seeing like Lamborghinis are not common <laughs> cars and there is I think two that go through Bishop Riggs really or it's one guy that has two Lamborghinis, I'm not really sure. I was like, what? It just keeps presenting itself to me. Like, I need to drive that car. So I did get to drive it. But it's true. Because when you buy, uh, just now I've got a silver Corsa. I couldn't tell you the shape of a Corsa before I had a Corsa. Yeah. But as soon as you have it, you're like, the Corsas only get made in silver. <laughs> because before it's that you have that. reciprocal part of, of the brain. Course. that gets. I don't think reciprocal is not the right word. It's another word that begins, Ari. I can't remember what it is, but it's a part in your brain that triggers that then makes you recognise yep. that everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And once you have that vision or that knowing or that feeling of what you want to create, it's amazing when it starts to appear. Yeah. You're like, oh, if only I could have this, if only if that. And then you're like, oh, that's weird. I was just saying yesterday I needed a new notebook and somebody just gifted me one. How yeah. weird. Yeah. Trust that that's part of your manifestation. You're like, oh, yeah, well, I've got a new notebook, but I really, I'd like a template. That's really interesting. And then you're on Facebook and you're like, oh, there's a template for gratitude lists. That's weird. Yeah. I've never noticed one of them before because you're in the flow. And Facebook's listening to you all the time. Well, that as well. <laughs> Although sometimes they do read your minds because yeah. I think about somebody yeah. or something and then it appears and I'm like, 
he's like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> Not that I'm going into conspiracy theories, but I wouldn't have an Alexa in my eyes for all seeing China. So. <laughs> no. 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 I disabled mine from my Kindle. Did you? Right. The new Kindles have all got Alexa built into them and I have not switched it on, I'm not. But you know, we could actually, why wouldn't we use AI? Why wouldn't we use technology now in our manifesting? Because if we do talk about it and then suddenly it shows up in our timeline, we're still in the flow of the energy. We're still yeah. getting reminded. We're like, oh yeah, I wanted a gratitude journal. Oh yeah, I wanted to write that list. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that the course me. that I want to go on. Or I've the always wanted to yoga. That's, ever, yeah. 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 that's weird. I've always a clash around the corner. Yeah. yeah. So I'll start asking Facebook for what you want. Mark is coming, it's not got enough money. Um, <laughs> but that's it. It's still whatever gets you in the flow, whatever yep. keeps you in that flow, um, use it. Yeah, definitely. So good luck, have Amazing. fun. So where does the best people but that's not even a real sentence? Try that one again. Where is the best place for people to find you? <laughs> the best place for people to find me is probably on my website, um, which is www.jackmonroe.com. Um, it's got all my teaching on there, all my classes, all my retreat days. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram because I have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays you can't not have social media. But I have booking online and I have a couple of email addresses you can touch me for training or for information. And I, do you know... I'm really trying to be as accessible as possible. And I say to people that I teach and clients that I've got, I'm very lucky that I've got a long and loyal client base who've been seeing me for years. But if you saw me two years ago and you've got a question, just email me. Yep. And I have a responsibility. I believe we have a responsibility to other people in our industry, people coming up in the industry or people that have got questions. Let's speak to each other. Let's share our knowledge. Let's support each other. If you've got a question, you think I've got an answer for it, ask me. If I don't have it, I'll tell you. Um, if you have a question about I'd like to do hypnotherapy but not with you then fine ask me that's not a bother uh, I used to do body and soul fairs and you'd talk to people and they'd come up the stairs and they'd talk away to you and what's reflexology and that sounds amazing I really like it can I have that blonde lady over there and you're like yeah I'll just go and get Christine for you and you can't take that personally because we're drawn to each other's energy Yeah. but we should all be I believe in my work I should be as available as I can be to people not the fact that I'm going to email you back at midnight, but I will get back to you. Because if I've got knowledge, why wouldn't I pass it on? If I can help you to make your decisions, why wouldn't I pass it on? So yeah. if you've got a question, ask me. Yeah. If I don't know the answer, I'll send you to somebody who does have the answer. Yeah. So that's the best way. But yeah, talk to me. Ask me questions. If you want to know about the law of attraction, let me know. I love talking to you. Oh, I love talking to you too. <laughs> I could do this for hours. <laughs> totally good thank you so much Jacqueline you're welcome thank you thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud and check out what's going on at iamjenwilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow just following iam.jenwilson